Oh, shit. Here we go again. I still can't get over every time I watch Kyler Murray run, dude. It's just like that little bad kid from... <laughs> That's all I see is the it little... Reminds me of, it reminds me of the setting on Madden where you could turn all the guys like with big helmets. Turn oh, big, yeah, yeah, Big helmet or whatever. <laughs> That's what he looks like. It reminds me of the little kid from your birthday party that was bad as hell when you were younger, and he's just running around whatever fucking event you're at. It's just like that little badass kid. Oh, my God. He's just running with his hands down, just head bobbling side to side, fucking weaseling his way around. Here we go! That would be interesting. But, I mean, Josh Allen is... I say it. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Is he overrated? He's got all of the intangibles, but he's a turnover machine. What What do you think? Uh, there's. The, I mean, it's, you're, you're right to question that. I feel like, and he does have all. Like, there shouldn't be this question mark this far into his career, right? His first two years, he was a mediocre quarterback. Okay, he gets Stephon Diggs. And then they both take a career leap for the next, what, one, two, three, four years. They're all pros, right? Why are we seeing a regression now? Like, what, what is it? Is it the coaching or is it really that the flaws are being – the flaws of Josh Allen or the fact that he is trying so hard that he feels the need? Like, he's feeling this immense pressure not only from Buffalo and it's, it's diehard fans – but the NFL, like breathing like, all this pressure, is it finally getting to the point where he feels like he has to play superhero all the fucking time rather than playing smart, clean football? All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to yet another episode of Real Conversations with Cozy and Murph. Day late and a dollar short, we are coming to you on Thursday night while Thursday night football airs in the background for most of us, except for tonight I got Kayla in the background playing Rocket League. Murph, I know you saw Theo Vaughn last night. Fill us in, bro. Yeah, funny Funny little quick story here. Um, yesterday, I get home from work about 5.30. Literally just walked in the door. Shout out Caleb Albin, my buddy Albin, one of my oldest friends. He listens to the show, so he'll hear this. Uh, calls me up, and he's like, hey, what are you doing? What are you doing tonight? And I'm thinking, oh, he, he wants me to help him, like, I don't know, do something, like move some shit or something. And he's like... I've got a uh, free ticket to Theo Vaughn tonight in Evansville. And he was like, you you know, you can come if you want to. And I was like, damn, we were supposed to record that night. But I was like, man, I got to go see Theo Vaughn, you know, for, for free, especially for free. That's what really got me. You can't turn that down. Right. And man, Theo, he did not disappoint. He was, he literally had me cry laughing in that motherfucker. And man, it was, it was exactly what you expect out of a Theo Vaughn show. I mean, man, I'm so, so glad and so thankful for the opportunity to go see him because he's one of the hottest comedians right now in the, in the nation. So hell yeah. Appreciate it. I'm grateful. You know, it's awesome. Hell yeah. I'm happy for you, bro. Like I said, dude, you definitely need to go take advantage of that. I would have been pissed if you were like, yeah, I had Theo Vaughn tickets, but I decided, you know, it was more important to record my ass. Like, as much as this is important at the same time, like, you know, those opportunities just don't pop up, you know, right. in, in accordance. But we're here now. I did record a little 40 minute piece which i'm trying to edit but like i told you before we started recording it's awkward it's kind of weird to sit there and talk to yourself and try and fill dead space but if people are interested in that i'll probably link it up either on just youtube or patreon i won't put it exclusively mostly i just did talking about loki probably 30 minutes i talked about loki and how marvel was in despair because i was like if i'm gonna talk about anything i've got to talk about something that i'm passionate about but that's besides the point I say we just jump 
right into it and get things going. Tell people that this last week I went nine and five. You went eight and six. Bring our totals to eighty four and fifty for myself, and then you're at eighty three and fifty one. Uh, key misses we both missed on the Texans, the Bucks, Browns, and Cardinals. I missed on the Raiders, and then you missed on the Lions and Vikings, which that Lions game could have gone back and forth for sure. And I can't remember who the Vikings were playing, but we're gonna run New that Orleans. Down. Yeah, New Orleans. You had New Orleans. That was my bet of the week. That was, once again, in shambles for the very beginning of the game. Uh, It seems to be that's our problem with most of these episodes. It's just us. I feel like we're taking too many shots in the dark. and We're not doing enough research. I don't know. We're learning more. I don't know, man. I've had a a couple. I've had a couple couple of bets hit. I had that one hit, and it's just like what speaks for us is our picks. We're doing very well on picks, I feel like. Well, another thing is, like, it's hard to get this shit right. Like, people see, you know, I know all over, it's all over social media and stuff, like people posting their their winners, their winning parlays and shit. But, like, think about all the ones that you don't post on there. Yeah. Like, there's so many more. It's just hard. Yeah, exactly. Us but, trying to trying to do it in the corner of the internet that we do hold up is just like yeah we got it down here no nobody's really got it but the few that do they're making a lot of money off of it. Oh, as for us, we'll, we'll live five to ten dollars at a time and hopefully get there. <laughs> right. All right, ladies and gentlemen, day. let's go ahead and recap week ten. We'll start off with the Thursday game that was the Panthers Bears we both had the Bears knowing that if the Bears won they would pretty much boost their odds at that number one pick I, th- I don't think there's really much to say other than Bryce Young doesn't really have much and the Bears I guess they're kind of in a good I don't know what that like I don't know what their position is they have Justin Fields coming back if anything it's a tell-all be-all for somebody to come out and buy Justin Fields maybe a draft pick Honestly, think the Bears are in a pretty good position for what, you know, you think back to the beginning of the season and everybody, it was like the sky was falling. And now they've won three games, you know, which is probably more than anybody would have thought after the first five weeks of the season. Yeah. And, you know, they've got two big draft picks coming up in this next draft and they've got a good young, I won't say good, but they've got some things to work with. Let's say, yeah. and it feels like they're moving in a, they're trending in a in a positive direction. I'm not going to say they're going to be in the playoffs next year, or Justin Fields is going to make some you know leap in the year three, but because he may not even be with the team. But I, I like where they're going. I guess is what I'm trying to say. And the the Panthers, they're just a really bad football team. Not much else to say outside of they might win two games this year. Yeah. I think too it plays that Caleb Williams draft stock isn't like for sure one one anymore. So I think that the Bears will right. have one one because of the Panthers pick, but they're also not like sweating if they you know fall to five or six in the draft, say they win a couple games, look good and make it appealing for free agents this offseason. I think they're in like you said, they're in a promising position right now to move forward. As for the Panthers, they're kind of – they're going to be stuck for a couple of years. I feel like they don't have any highlights or high spots or anything at all. I mean, they're just in full rebuild mode, and it seems like ever since Cam Newton left that they just haven't been able to – they haven't been able to, to capitalize on anything. So, yeah. Oh, well. That's that's for the, the, the poverty franchise to worry about. All right, let's go ahead and start the Sunday games, which was, what was this? This one was in Germany, Frankfurt, right? Colts, Patriots. Yep. Only probably highlight of this game was Mac Jones probably got his, through his last pass and it was an interception. And Jonathan Taylor gets a TD. There's not too much to note of it, except for us probably getting revenge on Germany and making them watch terrible football, maybe. Yeah, this wasn't a very uh, entertaining game, to say the least. It it was close. It did come down to the wire. Uh, for some yeah. reason, the Patriots decided to put 
Bailey Zappi in for the last uh, drive. I hadn't played at all. Comes in cold um, and d- pulls the uh, fake spike. <laughs> pulls the fake spike and um, throws a pick. It just wasn't. It just wasn't a good game, and I guess we are kind of punishing our European counterparts by sending forcing them to watch. teams over. <laughs> Lord, the Colts are five and five though, and they're in. You know, and uh, I think that's a division. great job for uh, considering yeah. all, all things considered. You know, you have your quarterback go out with an injury for you know the foreseeable future. Rookie head coach, a lot of questions swirling around the defense, and it seems like they. You know, they just—they're a very—I know I say it every week, but they're a scrappy bunch, and yeah, they're not just going to lay down. Yeah, I think there's something there that's even though Gardner hasn't played very well, I think guys rally around him, and they they show up for him, regardless right. of how well he performs. And there's some throws still where I'm just like, dude. I swear, I swear to God, Gardner could be a guy. He's a fucking, he's a guy in the NFL, and then he'll do some dumb shit and throw it into triple coverage. But uh, the Colts, they're in a, they're in a good spot for for now. They're in position to where they could sneak into the playoffs and make some noise because their defense holds up. Jonathan Taylor looks to be coming back, and they still have uh, plenty of depth at that running back position. They'll they'll be all right. But this next game though was uh, a very a very good game, especially in a one o'clock slate, which I think a lot of I know that all of ESPN picked the Bengals to win this game against the Texans. And I don't know if you had the chance to watch this game. I, I was sitting down eating some I can't remember salmon bruschetta thing. It was delicious, but watching CJ Stroud basically just tear apart that Bengals defense for second, third, fourth quarter. And the Bengals just not having enough. It was it was it's kinda like a full circle moment which is is pretty cool to see this rookie CJ Stroud step up and Devin Singletary who carried the ball thirty times, thirty fucking times, backup running back for one hundred and fifty yards. Yeah, I don't think anybody would have expected this out of the Texans at this point in the season. Looks like CJ Stroud, you know, there's there's um, rumors going around about maybe him for MVP. That's that conversation has been gathering momentum here lately, yep. and after the past two weeks, you know, the, with uh, the shootout with the uh, uh, Buccaneers, and then uh, this shootout with the Bengals. I mean, you go toe to toe with. I'm not going to say Baker is Baker Mayfield is like a great NFL starter, but he's been a he's been around the league for a while. You yeah. know, he's he's had starting positions, so it's not like he's just, just a scrub or anything. And you yeah. go toe to toe with him, and then the next week you come in and. Uh, beat Burrow on the road. Yep. I mean, CJ Stroud's making a a huge name for himself right now. It's good to see a young uh, quarterback be successful because it seems like a lot of these younger guys are are really struggling here early in their career. Yeah, I think it goes to show. It depends on what situation you definitely get thrown into because a lot of guys are struggling but it seems like the Texans whole organization just all as a unit kind of goes together but that could also play to you know who the leader is and the quarterback you know position but they've drafted right and they've always drafted well I feel like the the Texans have. It feels like it feels like everything's finally fallen into place for Houston after the whole debacle with uh, Watson you know, and they finally yep. got him out, got him off the team, and kind of got that uh, toxicity out of the building. And now they're able to bring in a new coach, a new quarterback, and it seems like all the momentum is in their favor right now. Yeah, good for them. as for the Bengals. That's a tough, tough loss. I don't think anybody. Yeah. anybody. I think everybody. You that. look at the you look at the schedule at the beginning of the year, and you probably count that as a dub. Yeah. So. Uh, they just got to get healthy. Burrow, I think that's what it is. Burrow's went out tonight with a wrist injury. Can't he, he couldn't grip the football. Um, you know, he there was a screenshot of him landing. And he had like a brace on his wrist or something. So we don't know what's going on with him. And then they're banged up defensively. T. Higgins is out. So 
it's just been a very raucous year, I feel like, for Cincinnati. They've been battling the injury bug tooth and nail every step of the way, and it just seems like they can't catch a break right now. They're still they're a solid team. They just can't catch a break. Oh, it'll be if, – if Burrow's out for a good period of time, which this will probably play into our, our predictions um, – Burrow's out for a period of time. I think that's going to be if he if he's hurt for a couple weeks and they lose a couple games, you might as well just not press because you're not winning that division and that and the, the AFC is already hard enough to try and sneak into. So it might just be worth it to save save most of your guys for the coming year and figure out. Yeah, what you're just get do. healthy. Get healthy. Figure that out. Whatever that looks like, I don't know. Because they still got to figure out what they're doing with Joe Mixon and T. Higgins. Yeah, it's going to be a big offseason for Cincinnati. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see what happens. All right. Your your bet of the week game, Saints, Vikings, Josh Dobbs, the, the what are they calling him now, the pastor not, goes ahead. 268, Tutty leads, I mean, a huge second quarter, 21 points. Pretty much is the, the entirety of the game leads his way past the Vikings. Derek Carr sucks it up, gets hurt. Here comes Jameis Winston, the the magic of Winston. Man, Winston came in and he, he it seemed like he was dicing him up there. I know he threw he some inter- he threw some interceptions at the uh, later in the game, but man, he's pressing. He's trying to to get the team his team back into the game. I think Winston should be the starter, honestly. I think so I, too. I know they paid Derek Carr a lot of money, but man, it seems like that the offense is just a lot better with Winston out there opposed to Carr. There's something about Jameis, dude. I'm telling you, people. I think I know. He's like just, he's alive. He's another one of those guys that's just not. He's not the best quarterback. He's not going to you know win you a Super Bowl, but he's got that charisma. Yeah, he's got that leadership quality that that guys really flock to. You know. Yeah, and the, and the Saints are good enough. You know where they stand as a team. To if Jameis, I mean, he could go out and throw an interception every game, and they could still win. So I yeah, think when you've got a defense, when you got a defense yeah. like that. And as far as uh, Minnesota goes, I mean, they just continue to surprise people. Yeah. It seems like every week we're waiting for them to fall off. They've faced so much adversity with Jefferson going out, still out on the IR. You got Kirk Cousins going out for the year, bringing a, uh, a new quarterback at the trade deadline on a two-game win streak right now. I think they're on a five-game win streak. They started one and four, and then they, now they've won five in a row. I think that's a testament to the coaching. Yeah, I feel like that their head coach uh, uh, O'Connell. He, O'Connell. I think yeah. I, I, he might be one of the under more underrated guys that people just don't talk about because yeah, he's definitely overlooked. He's done a great job so far in year two. Everything that they've had to overcome, so I got a lot of respect for him. I think he runs a, a a good tight ship around there, and it's tight in the right way not not tight like Overwatch, but like clean, set up, well executed football. Things are set in place to have a winning organization and a winning team. There's a reason the Vikings are you know there in the playoffs every you know especially these past years since O'Connell's got there. Like they make a run. And usually they fall short, but it's more so on the happenstance of, you know, just one bad game. But more likely than not, they're going to turn out a good product. I think the Vikings are in a good spot. I think Josh Dobbs is better. And I, I like Kirk Cousins, so this don't take this too harshly. I like Kirk Cousins a lot, but I think Josh Dobbs is better for what that Vikings offense is because he can get out of that pocket and extend plays when you have guys like when Justin Jefferson gets back. And you know what they got the Jordan Addison. They've got other playmakers too. That if you extend plays and give them another extra second to break away from their defender, I think this is just the beginning for what this offense could possibly be. Could be a scenario where, you know, I hate to say it, but Nick Foles when he took over that Eagles team, you never know. Right. 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 How about these Packers? Packers, Steelers. 
Steelers walk away 23-19. Jordan Love, another game, another two interceptions. Jalen Warren comes in, steals away that starting running back position away from Najee Harris, 101 yards and a touchdown. Steelers, 6-3, and 4-2 at home. That's huge. Mike Tomlin, coach of the year, just gave it to him. Well, um, the guy we just talked about, I think he, he would have a good argument yeah, for Coach that's of the also, Year. That's also a great conversation. But, yes, Steelers, this is who they are. Uh, we've said it multiple, several weeks uh, before. They're going to play ugly, tight games, but they're a solid football team. It seems like every week, uh, every week they find new ways to win. And, and it's like they escape by the – the hair of their on their chin, you know, it's like yeah, just the barely. hair, just like I mean, Narrowly Packers escapes. Packers were very much in this game. Uh, yeah. No, uh, Love played a lot better than he has. He looked yeah. a lot better. Uh, that last interception, I think it was, I was on the last uh, one of the last plays of the game. So I don't really count that against Love whenever he's trying to make a play. But yeah, I mean. Is what it is. The Packers, they have to find a way to get over the hump somehow. They've been in a bunch think, of close games this year. Like you said last week, I think it'll take a year of love under center and then next year maybe come out swinging and really take a full evaluation on where he kind of stands as a, I guess, I don't know, as a quarterback or the franchise quarterback. But you're going to have to do the, uh, the play it out scenario. But – Steelers, they win. That's a tough division, especially. I mean, it's a huge win because the Bengals and the Ravens lost this last week, and now that the Browns, which we'll get to it, have lost their quarterback. But next game, my bet of the week where I had the Titans taking one up on the Buccaneers. Baker Mayfield proves me wrong like he does every single damn time. 278, two tutties. Mike Evans, 143 in the air. Tutty. I think the tape's out on Levis. I still think he's like better than what the other options are, but the tape's out, and he's going to have to make his adjustments, and there's still not much for that Titans team. It's, it's still not a good team overall. No, the Titans are just they're, – they're in shambles right now. 0-5 on the road. Can't seem to get one over on the, on the road. Um, yeah, Buccaneers dominated this game. There's not much to say, really. Uh Mike Evans, hell of a game. Uh, Titans, they just—they're just not—they're just not, not that good this year, man. And I know there, there's a lot of Titans fans that live around my, our area and that listen to the show, probably. But I just—I cannot get anything. Po- I don't really have anything positive to say right now about the Titans. I mean, Levis looked good two weeks ago against uh, the Falcons. Uh, kind of reg- took a step back the next week against uh, Pittsburgh, and now, like you said, the, the the tape's out. They know what he wants to do, and they know how to take it away from him. So, yeah, it's what it is. It is what it is. All right, next game, which was the return of the 49ers. We said it, 49ers coming off a bye week, getting healthy. They fucking put it on the Jaguars. They came out hot, and they did not even let the Jaguars sniff the end zone. Gave them, what, a field goal? Christian McCaffrey, unfortunately, didn't get to break the all-time games-in-a-row record scoring touchdowns, but he still had 95 yards. Purdy, 296, three tutties. 49ers look like they're you know healthy, and this is what this healthy 49ers team looks like. Yeah, it seemed like that was the issue. They come back. I think the defense came back and was bit pissed off about the past three games. People were talking down on them, saying that they, you know, had, had, it wasn't that they weren't healthy. It's that they weren't executing, you know. And, and as a football player, that's one of the, especially professional, I feel like that's a huge insult, you know. And so best defense in football, they added Chase Young, and which is not even fair at all. That defensive line is fucking insane. That pass rush is insane. Um, and they just steamrolled Jaguar- the Jaguars. And they, I mean, Jacksonville didn't have anything for them that day. Looked like they just were forgot how to play football. And 
it's just one of those games. I feel like you burn the tape and you move on to the next week because there's no, there's nothing really positive to take from that if you're Jacksonville. Yeah, on to the next one. Jacksonville catches the 49ers coming off, pissed off to finally get healthy. I think that's all it was. But for the next game, Ravens fall to the Browns who come into Baltimore and beat them 33-31. This was an electric game, too. It was on the TV next to the Bengals one that I was watching. Lamar Jackson came out hot, started putting the Browns down early, and then second half, Deshaun Watson put on a show 14-14 and just over two, uh, just under 200 yards. He really like fully came on, and unfortunately now Deshaun Watson is out for the year with shoulder or ending in the ending in, in, Season ending shoulder surgery. There we go. There you go. That was hard for that was hard for me to get through. But I thought you were having a stroke or something for a second. It was it was close, but Browns, dude, six and three. They are a, a tough team when they figure things out. Like, but that I don't defense know. Defense is what, legit. It it really might be the best defensive, especially defensive front in football. I know the 49ers got Chase Brown to go with. Bosa on the other side, but boy, dude, they, those Browns, those Browns defenders really get at it. And when their offense clicks, it's like they can't beat anybody on any given Sunday. I just don't know about them moving forward because it's going to be Dorian Thompson Robinson. Um, I know they have what PJ Walker as well. Yes. I think uh, I mean, if, Walker was the one who came in for Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know really what to expect I, from them. It's going to be hard for me to get behind a rookie quarterback uh, yeah. in DTR. I mean, he just yeah. the past couple or the in the past when I have watched him play, he just hasn't looked very good. Uh, doesn't he doesn't strike me as a professional quarterback? Uh, but you know, the, the Browns, like we were talking about, the defense is good enough to keep them in any game. You know. The Ravens, they dropped one at home. I mean, what can you say? Divisional game. They should have won that game. They were up in the fourth quarter and somehow found a way to give up the lead and lose to possible. I mean, Deshaun Watson, looked. that was the best game he played as a Brown. And then after the game, it comes out, he's got to fucking have surgery. It's just, it feels like the Browns are forever cursed. Cursed. It's like no matter what, what. Decision that they make regarding the quarterback position is it never works out, no matter what they do. Yeah. And this, and there's been talk of that this is possibly the worst trade deal in the history of the NFL, which I'm, I I'm think awesome might now. be might be a bit of a knee jerk reaction. I mean, we got to see what his rehab looks like. We got to see you know what he looks like next year. He could he could come out and have a really good year next year to be able to stay healthy. It just all depends. I think it's a little early to say that this is the worst worst deal in the history of the NFL, but it could be up there in top five. So we'll see. If you're the, if you're the Browns, do you try and go get anybody? Like, do you go call the Titans and say, hey, what you got on Tannehill? Or do you just roll what you got? Mm. You mean for this season? Yeah. I mean, the trade deadline's already passed, so it's not well, like they can. I, well, I've seen a thing where if Tannehill gets released he because of his contract, oh, he, yeah. he has a waiver um, clause. Basically, it's just uh, uh, he can basically pick where he goes. I would say it's at least worth a shot, you know, just yeah. to reach out and see see where he where Tannehill was at with it. But um I think they're just gonna roll with what they got. If they can win with PJ Walker, well, yeah. they can win with Dorian Thompson Robinson too. So Yeah. True, 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 true. Ravens, they look good tonight if you're watching. I mean, by the time this airs tomorrow sometime you'll you'll know that whoever the winner is, but the Ravens look good right now. Burrow especially being out, but Lamar Jackson did get injured. Mark Andrews did get injured, injured, which sucks for me and my fantasy team because he's like my staple of my offense. But that's neither here nor there. Let's talk Falcons, Cardinals. Let's not. 
<laughs> I'm, say I'm ready we did. for you. I'm ready for you to. Give I don't in have anything and- to say. The Falcons suck. Their defense <laughs> is terrible. Arthur Smith is an idiot. Um, I mean, how many time, How many big third downs late in the game or can you give up? It seems like every week it's the same. Like I said, same shit, same story. Give up the lead in the last seconds of the game to and lose to a quarterback who hasn't played a snap in almost a year. Almost a calendar year he hasn't played a snap. And we lose third game in a row. We've lost rookie making his debut, guy that doesn't even know his teammates' names, and now a guy that hasn't played in a year. So that's it. I'm done. I don't have anything to say. Good for Kyler Murray. I'll say that. Okay, I can get with that. I, it was good to see Kyler Murray get back out there, but outside of that, fuck Atlanta. <laughs> uh, I still can't get over every time I watch Kyler Murray run, dude. It's just like that little bad kid from. The- <laughs> That's all I see is the it little. Reminds the- me of. It reminds me of the setting on Madden where you could turn all the. Guys like with big helmets and turn on oh, big, yeah, yeah. big helmet or whatever. That's what he looks like. He reminds me of the little kid from your birthday party that was bad as hell when you were younger and he's just running around whatever fucking event you're at. It's just like that little badass kid. Oh my god, he's just running with his hands down, just fucking the head bobbling side to side, fucking wheeling his way around. Fuck him. Good for Kyler Murray. I agree with you. Fuck the Falcons. I took the Falcons, so they're just fucking up my picks. Lions, Chargers, 41-38. This was actually a really good game. Goff, yeah, 333, was, two tutties. We had some good games this week, man. There was a lot of good games, especially after what the turds have been in football. These this might have been, weeks. overall, this might have been one of the best weeks far as just like straight up entertainment value and point margin. Yeah. I agree. There was a lot of fucking thrillers this week. A lot of a lot of ones that came pretty much all the way down to the last second of, of the fourth quarter. Right. And th- what this, really this concerns me with, with this Lions team is the defense. I mean yeah. it's the same stories last year. We knew the offense could put up, you know, gaudy numbers but it seems like the defense can't stop anybody. So give up 38 points, score 41. That's a, you know, a lot more offense that you would prefer not to give up, you know. But the Chargers, really good on offense. They really suck on defense. So kind of the same story. I feel like the Lions and the Chargers are almost the same team. Oh, yeah. Except the Lions have a better coach. Yeah, that's pretty much it. That's, I mean, that's the exact takeaway I would have. And the Lions have a better fan base. But other than that, yeah. it seems like they're almost identical as far as just like roster makeup and scheme. Yeah. Keenan Allen, 175 in the air. He's still a dog. Sometimes I forget he's playing because he's tucked all the way out there and he's been out there for so long. Chargers yeah. got such a good team. They should not be four and five, dude. No, like I said, I put that on the coach. I put that on the coach. Yeah. Lost a lot of close games that they should have won due to just straight up clock management and other silly decisions. Going forward on fourth when you should take the points. Multitude, multitudes of things. Lions seven and two, four and one on the road, which is nuts that's, to say. You're four and one on the road. That's, I mean, it just goes to show you got a tough team and. Teams that are willing to gut it out. A non-tough team, the damn Giants, lose 17-49 to the Cowboys. Cowboys absolutely own the series against the Giants this year. Scoring them, it was like, what? I think, I think the tally was like 114. It's like 89-17 or something like that. Something like that. 89-26 or something like that. I put Dak Prescott in the conversation for... MVP because he is putting up great numbers this year, but I know we've said it already this year, like the Cowboys only beat up on bad teams and lose to all the good teams. But hey, if you are, you know, fighting for a 
I mean, you're at six and three, you're four and oh at home, which is another big takeaway. And with the way the media perceives Dallas as it is, I think it's it'd be ignorant to say that Dak isn't in the running for MVP with the numbers that he puts up and the media coverage that he gets. Because a lot of times it does come down to the to the the presence yeah. inside the media. And Dallas is always going to have that media presence. I mean, yeah. Brandon yeah, I mean, I can see. Game. Yeah, the, he played a hell of a game. I can see Dak uh, getting some MVP votes. It's yeah. not out of the question. He's had a hell of a had a really good season. They just need to start, like you said, they need to start beating good teams. It's yeah. cool to beat, you know, the second worst team in the league and the Giants. It's cool to beat them forty nine seventeen, but beat Philly last week. I would give you a little yeah. bit more credit, you know. So, yeah. um. Not much to say about New York Giants. They're just they need to pack it in and tank yeah. and, and see what they can do with the draft and take care of their quarterback situation because it's not looking good for Daniel Jones. Oh, I, kind I of don't feel think bad for Daniel Jones. I do, I do because I, I don't do. think he's a. I think he's a talented guy. I just think he's had a yeah. very. He just hasn't had the support that he need that he needed yeah. in New York. So, like I imagine, if Daniel Jones was in. Kyle Shanahan's offense, he'd be like, he'd be a god among boys with his his legs, and he's got the ability to escape a pocket, extend plays. Dude, I think he'd he'd be ignorant in that offense, and but he's stuck with fucking Brian Dable. Yeah. Oh, Lord, Danny Jones, I am praying for you, young bro. I have given you the respect since day one. I'll give it to you. I'll continue to give it to you. Commanders, Seahawks, Seahawks, 4-1 and one at home. They went 29-26. Geno Smith says 369 in the air, two tutties. Commanders, we both had Seahawks here, which is which was smart of us because I think the Commanders are going to start really falling off. They're going to be playing a lot of catch-up with how much they've given away in defenders. But Seahawks, I mean, they continue to win. I think that's the narrative that we're going to continue to say each week. They're going to find a way to be in every ball game until they're not. Unless it's the Ravens. The Ravens will take them to the dog shed. Yeah, this was another close game. Came Another game that came down to the wire. Back and forth to even, I feel like, pretty evenly matched teams. Yeah. I don't think the Commanders... I don't think they're a bad team. No. I think they they are so they're kind of in the same breath of the of Chicago and the fact that they are trending in a positive direction. They have some building blocks. You know, the new ownership, Sam Howell looks like he's gonna be a franchise guy, or at least has the potential to be, you know, you still have Terry McLaurin. You've traded away you built up some draft capital with, you know, trading away sweat and young from your defense. So like the future is looking bright for once for Washington. And um, as far as Seattle goes, they're still in the hunt for, um, for a a, a NFC West title. I mean, they're still in the divisional race to win that division. So I don't think they're as flashy or as glamorous as San Francisco or L- I mean, they play LA this coming up week, so they'll, they'll need to win that game. But they very well could could see could we could see the Seahawks as the NFC, NFC West champs. It's definitely some kind of noise there. If there's a future that you could put on the Seahawks, it's probably got pretty good odds, and they've got a team that could do it. But uh, I wouldn't bet my life on it. But um. I don't know if you got the chance to watch any of this Jets Raiders game. Yeah, I watched it. I almost I felt <laughs> actually I stopped watching it. That's how bad <laughs> that's it was. Exactly how that's how it was. It's like I couldn't finish it. That's how bad this game it was, was. Painful. How do we how do we keep ending up like why is there not flex options for these NFL games? Primetime games to not have a flex for the best game of that week. At because, least the best because it's not about the fans. It's about the owners making their money. And if yeah. you promise, you know, if you promise a team, and I, I don't know. I mean, I don't necessarily know how it works, but, you know, if you tell somebody you're getting a primetime slot, that's money 
Yeah, well, that there's just so much money involved that it's, it's hard to just flex games in and out. I mean, I would love it if we could have saw if we could have saw Lions Chargers Sunday night. Oh, that would that would have been a hell of a game. Electric. Of Sunday night. I mean, Ravens Browns Sunday night. Who wouldn't have wanted to watch that game? Texans uh, Bengals. I mean, fire. But instead, we get Jets Raiders. So Zach is, Wilson. It just seems seems like we'll never get. This week, though, I'll have to say the schedule makers did a pretty good job. I mean, tonight yeah. we've got since Cincy and and Baltimore, Baltimore, and then our Monday night game is fucking Philadelphia and Kansas City. So, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. So we've got one more game left here. Yes, sir. Broncos, Bills. This is probably the talk of the week, anyways. Yeah, this was the, one of the worst performances overall as a football team that I've ever seen out of the Bills. I mean, on every step of the game, it's like they just gave it away. And they were still in position. They still should have won the game at the end because Denver missed the the field goal at the end. But they had 12 men on the on the field, so they get to re-kick the field goal. Goes in. I mean, what can you even say after a loss like that? I, like, I try to put myself in position of a leader on that team. And, like, when you get – into the locker room. What do you say? Anything? Or I'm sure. Like- I'm sure Stefan Diggs had plenty to say. Or maybe he just stormed out. I'm pretty sure he's gone after this year. Uh, he's he won't be in Buffalo after this year. Uh, he's probably going to go be a cowboy with his with his brother. That would be interesting. But I mean, Josh Allen is. I say it. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Is he overrated? I know he's I think, got he's got a hell of inte- all of the intangibles, but he's a turnover machine. What what do you think? Uh, there's, the, I mean, it's, you're, you're right to question that. I feel like, and he does have all like there shouldn't be this question mark this far into his career, right? His first two years, he was a mediocre quarterback. Okay, he gets Stephon Diggs. And then they both take a career leap for the next, what, one, two, three, four years. They're all pros, right? Why are we seeing a regression now? Like, what, what is it? Is it the coaching or is it really that the flaws are being – the flaws of Josh Allen or the fact that he is trying so hard that he feels the need? Like, he's feeling this immense pressure not only from Buffalo and it's, it's diehard fans – but the NFL, like breathing, you know, like all this pressure, is it finally getting to the point where he feels like he has to play superhero all the fucking time rather than playing smart, clean football? Because there's no reason he can't drop back and just he could he should be able to pick apart a defense if he can read a defense with how strong his arm is because he could wait to the last second and still throw a ball 85 mile an hour to a guy and throw it into a, a fucking seam. So, like, it makes no sense to me. Is he overrated or is is it all finally getting to him? I don't, I don't know. But there's I something think, going on. I think he feels like ever since uh, he, Brian Dayball left the team and went coach the Giants, I feel like he's been pressing. And yeah. He feels like he has to play hero ball. Yeah. And that kind of – you know, that's not indicative of good quarterback play whenever you feel like you always have to make the incredible throw, you know. And that's been his main problem throughout his career. That's why he's been such a turnover machine is because he's constantly trying to push the ball as far as down the field as he can whenever he has open receivers underneath. So I think we'll need to see some some improvement this next week. They got the Jets coming up, so – We'll see, but the question had to be asked. You know, I mean, is is Josh Allen overrated? It's a fair question. It's definitely a fair question. They do have Leonard Fournette coming this week, which is a huge pass catching guy, a great blocking guy too. And their their line is fairly weak, so I think you know having Leonard Fournette come back with fresh legs and being a receiving back, somebody that can block for him, I think that'll help a lot more than than we actually realize. Um. But I mean, I, I hope for the best. I do like Josh Allen, dudes. Dudes, I mean, when he's like, when he's on his game, he is one of the funnest quarterbacks in the league to watch. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, that's true. All right, let's run it, ladies and gentlemen. That was the 
week 10 recap. It is time for us to move on and do our week 11 picks. And then we'll get you guys out of here. We'll run through this rather quickly. Can't pick the Bengals-Ravens game. It's going on right now. Uh, Wait, I forgot. We texted each other this morning. You took the Ravens. I took the Bengals. So at this point, Murph might be a leg up on me. It is 13-27 currently the end of the third quarter. quarter. Joe Burrow. I I have no speech today. Joe Burrow is out for the rest of the game. Mark Andrews is out for the rest of the game. Lamar Jackson seems to be back. Odell Beckham having a revival last three games, putting up some fucking numbers. But we'll start with Sunday. One o'clock slate. Steelers at Browns. No Deshaun Watson. I'm probably taking Pittsburgh here. What you got? Yeah, I'm taking Pittsburgh as well. I think this is going to be a very, very low-scoring game. Might be all field goals. All field goals. I mean, two elite defenses and two quarterbacks that are just, you know, one one guy's making, you know, his first, one of his first start. I think it's his first start ever. And then a picket, you know, he's not he's, he's not going to put up huge numbers. Does yeah. well in the fourth quarter, but out, outside of the fourth quarter, he doesn't put up huge numbers. I'm going Pittsburgh here, though. All that being said. If the Browns outperform the Steelers this week. The Browns beat the Steelers and the Steelers offense underperforms. This will be the game. Matt Canada walks from calling it. Bears Lions is the next game. Justin Fields returns. Is, does that mean anything for this game or do you still feel the Lions no, away with this thing? I think I mean if you're betting the spread, I think yeah. I think the line right now is seven and a half. So um, it makes me want to take well, I would take Bears plus seven and a half, but as far as money line goes, Detroit all the way. At home, divisional opponent, you know. Detroit wins these games. Straight up. We're three and one at home. I don't know. My I'm like really tough on this one because part of me wants to be like Justin Field comes back. That's that fucking Field. Ohio State in you. Shut the fuck up. I'm taking the lines. Alright, Chargers, Packers. Uh this is kind of an ugly but beautiful game. I mean, I'm inclined to take the Chargers just based on the eye test. I think i got to take the Chargers here, too. They've got the better overall team. I just don't think there's much... Damn it. They've they've just got the better offense. I think that's what it comes down to. I feel like all these games are 50-50 games. Whatever. Alright, Raiders 5-5 reeling right now against the Miami Dolphins, the Fraud Dolphins. Yeah, I'm taking mm-hmm. Miami. Miami against. I I know people are riding high on the Raiders, you know, on a two game win streak, but luck's got to run out at some point. Aiden O'Connell's not. He's not gonna be. You know, he's not, he's not gonna light you up. So they're gonna go as far as Josh Jacobs can take them, and I I just don't think they have good defense. Dolphins are just going to, I feel like they're just going to steamroll them because that's what they do against mediocre teams. I got the Dolphins here too. And this kind of leads me into a thing where like, do you believe that at some point this season, Tom Brady's going to walk into a, a a team and take over a quarterback position? No. <laughs> you don't think so? I mean, all? that I would just, be a cool story. That would be a cool story. I, think it's I, gonna, think it's- I have a feeling it's going to happen with, with a team and it's coming. I just don't know who yet. I don't know who yet, but it's coming. All right. Next game is the Giants at the Commanders. A whole lot of ugliest. I think Tommy DeVito is still playing quarterback, so I think I'm just going to take the Commanders. Yeah, they named uh, they named him starter for the rest of the year. So Old Tommy DeVito and his mom's meatloaf. And his mom's meatballs and spaghetti the f- sauce. The f- Mom, where's the meatloaf? All right. Yeah, I'm taking Panthers. I'm taking Washington. All right, got Cowboys, Panthers. Uh, right. This is this is also a game where the Cowboys lose this game because they did it to the Cardinals beginning of the year. But I'm gonna take the Cowboys just because. Nah, it's this team, this Dallas team, is a completely different team from that loss to the to Arizona. I do think that game against the Eagles 
woke something up in the Cowboys, and it kind of makes me nervous. Well, I think it kind of showed them how close they were, you know? Yeah, they're right there. Like, I think they they finally got this little confidence about them. <sighs> it makes me nervous, but we're not going to worry about that until we go to Dallas. All right. Titans, Jaguars. Jaguars comeback game. You know Trevor Lawrence is only thrown nine touchdowns on the season and six interceptions? Yeah, he's not lighting it up by any means. I know they they had won five in a row coming in the last week, and they look like they could, you know, easily win the AFC. Um, what is it, South? So yeah. he's just not one of those guys that's gonna that's gonna blow you away on the stat sheet. But I feel like he does things that don't show up on the stat sheet. Yeah. Jaguars are two and three at home, four and one. Or no, four and zero oh on the road. But yeah, I'm this taking the home game. I'm taking Jacksonville. Yeah, Titans are zero and five on the road. All right, next game is Cardinals at Texans. Kyler Murray versus CJ Stroud. I'm inclined to take Stroud. They moved to six and four, four and one at home. I I, I like what. Stroud boys doing 15 touchdowns 2600 yards 15 touchdowns two interceptions this is my guy I'm buying a Stroud jersey yeah he's he's been far and away the best surprises of the season um I think this has a potential to be a sneaky good game I think Arizona could I think Arizona could cover that four and a half oh but I'm taking I'm taking Houston on the money line for sure yeah, smart move. I think this will be – I might tune in and watch this game because I think it's going to be one of those electric ones because James Conner's healthy. Damian Pierce is healthy. He's coming back. They still got single tear. I like I – like, I think this is going to be a good game to watch. All right, Buccaneers at 49ers. Uh, I, I just – I feel like I just have to take the 49ers after last week's games. Yeah, I'm, like I'm going to go ahead and take the Niners as well. I think the Bucks are like finding who they are. They started off 3-0, and and they've struggled since, but they're starting to piece back together what they can be. Now, that division is winnable, but I don't think they're going to do it right here this week against 49ers. They're going to be – 49ers are hot right now, and they're healthy, so this is a team to watch out for. Yeah, I think the Niners are just going to continue to build off that momentum that they – um, built up last last week. Yes, sir. Our Jets, Bills, ugly on ugly. Mm. Every time I say the Bills get right game, I get proven wrong, and I'm they're just not that good this year, man. I mean, that's what I think. You have down years sometimes. Yeah, I mean, even the, even even the best ones have down years. I, this is kind of a tough game, man. This is Real, really I mean, hard for me because to you want to say that you want to say the Bills win this at home, but the way they've played at home, I mean they're four they at home. But I mean they're, I don't know, man. I don't know. I think the Jets. I think the Jets could oh. surprise them. Four and two at home, one and three on the road. I'm going to take the Bills here and just go with the home the home field advantage. I know it's bit me before, but that's where my heart is. Yeah, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Buffalo as well. It's a tough pick. This is a tough week to do some picks. I wouldn't be shocked if this is the first week we both go under 500. I'm not gonna speak it into existence. I'm just saying it could be a well, possible. Too late. You just jinxed this. <laughs> All right, Thanks. Seahawks, Rams. Rams are dead. I think. I think this their season's done. Now the interesting thing about this game is the line right now is only one. Seattle minus one. So that tells me. Stafford is coming back, but that, that tells me there's something about this game that Vegas has some inside information that we're not privy to because, it, you know, you would think Seattle would be more than a one-point favorite over a yeah, Rams why, team. why is that? Glad you picked that up. What kind of thing? What the hell is I don't know. I mean, I'm inclined to, to take Seattle, but and I'm going to take Seattle, but the, that line only being my negative one, I don't know about it. Is it because guess. the Rams beat the Seahawks in Week One? I think so. It That's might be, that be might have, that probably had factors in. Yeah, for sure. I think that's probably the 
the the play for I don't that's so weird I feel like all right well I'm gonna take the Seahawks that's that's where I think the Rams are just ah oh man if, if Stafford's playing they could win I'm taking the Seahawks running with it but if the Rams win I won't be shocked who are you taking Murph Seahawks Okay, I missed that. My fault. All right, <laughs> no, we have good. Vikings, Broncos. <sighs> this is another tough game for me because the Broncos have been finding ways to win recently, but Pasternak is putting up good numbers. The Vikings are 4-1 and one on the road. Right, but I don't but know. This is going to like- Denver. Yeah, I feel like Endeavor is just a different beast as far as the elevation and all that good shit. So, yeah. I'm taking Denver in this spot. They've looked really good the past, you know, couple weeks. They've beat Mahomes. They beat Allen. You know, I think Minnesota's luck just kind of has to run out. I know they've, they've won five in a row, two in a row with Dobbs, but I don't know. It seems like Pey- Sean Payton has got Denver whipped up into shape and, and, and ready to make a midseason run at the playoffs. And I just, I just feel like Denver's got this one. Mm-hmm. This is a hard one for me because I'm like right there with you. I think the Broncos are reeling, even though like at times they look really ugly, but still their defense is still pretty, pretty good. They've they should have lost. They're probably the most, they're probably the most improved team this this year so far. Yeah, from week one for sure. Yeah, uh, this is a tough. I'm gonna I'm gonna take Vikings here, so we have a little bit of separator. I'm gonna take Vikings and ride the hot train. Now, this is the game of the week, ladies and gentlemen. This is the game that everybody and their mom is gonna tune into. This is your Super Bowl rematch game. We have Monday night, eight fifteen, ABC, ESPN, ESPN Plus. Make sure you tune in, watch this game. I don't care if we lose; it'll still be fun to watch. Eagles go to Kansas City, take on the Chiefs. If Taylor Swift is there, I'm going to I'm going to Kansas City myself to take her out. You heard it here first. She's going to be win this game. <laughs> Fuck. Better book your flight right now. I'm booking a flight. Eagles four and one on the road. Chiefs four and one at home. This is going to be a good fucking game. Kansas City is a two and a half point favorite. The over under is forty five and a half. I think this is a game over 45 and a half. I think this might be one where offenses show up, I think. I think we're going to hurt the Chiefs' defense, but I also think we're going to have a little bit of exposure. Jalen Jalen Carter hasn't been 100% healthy. We've been short, short-handed at our cornerback position. Oh, God. The Chiefs, though, to me, they're not world world beaters that they were or have been, but they're still a great team. The Eagles in the same breath are not world beaters, but they're still a great team. So this is like a 50-50 game for me, but I'm going Philly, and you know that I'm going Philly. I've gone Philly every game this year. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. I think Philly's going to win this game. Like you said, the Chiefs have not looked like the juggernaut that they have in the past. Mahomes has not put up. He's thrown some bad interceptions this year. Let's just put it that way. Um. Yeah, the only separating factor, or the only X factor, I guess you could say for me, would be the refs. How? What's the refereeing going to be like? I feel like if it's a clean game, Philadelphia takes this one. But you know, if there's some questionable calls down the stretch in crucial situations, you know how it is with with Kansas City. Oh my god! I, I know, and I hate to be that guy that that's like, oh, oh but it's. But that, it's, it's gonna just, be. It's if you want, you watch enough football this year, you have to at least pose that question every now yeah. and then. It's like it, it, this game could hinge on the refereeing, how they officiate this game. So I'm still going with Philly, though. I like I like Philly here. Yeah, taking be the a birds. huge win for them. Taking the birds, gonna have to run with it. If if it's some fucking janky ass ref one game, I swear to God coming for you i'm coming for you motherfuckers i'll be in kansas city that day i promise you don't make me do it all right we're gonna breathe murph you want to put your bet of the weekend or do you want to do it on social media i want you to go first i want you to go first 
Because I'll well, go first I, every week. I'm confident. I'm going easy. I'm taking Eagles cover the two and a half. Plus two and a half. Yep. I'm covering the two and a half. Okay. We're going over 45 and a half. It's uh, 52. 52 is the line. 28 plus 28. Nope. 28, 24. I don't, I, either way, it's going over 52. I'm calling it. Trust. That's easy. That's easy lock. Eagles win the game outright. Money line. Birds. All righty. Locked in there. Um <laughs> I'm so confident. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna go put. I'll go put fifty bucks on it. All right. I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go. New York Jets. Yeah. Plus seven. Ooh. Taking the points. I like that. And then I'm gonna go under thirty-nine and a half. I like both of those actually. Those are really good. I think the Jets are... They either win this game or it's like last second. I think it's a field goal. goal. Yeah, Yeah, field goal game. It's definitely under 40 points. It's going to be fucking ugly. Yeah, because neither team can fucking score. I almost took took, uh, Steelers plus one at at Cleveland. But I just don't... I don't think the Steelers... I don't think either team's going to be able to score. I think it's going to be all field goals. Yeah. Jeez. All right, we made it. 58 minutes. Ladies and gentlemen, that has been our week 11 picks. We're hot. We're ready. We're like little Caesars. Little Skeezers $5 pizza. We're ready for you. Or if you got anything else you want to add to these people, I know we're just doing the NFL slate today. Got anything for the people? You need to tell them about UK. You need to cry about that a little bit. Well, I'll say this. This this year's team is way more talented than last year's team. I like their hustle. I like their heart. They're still young. Um, we should have beat Kansas. We were at 14 in the second half. But I think the young cats are going to take this loss and grow from it, grow with it. And they're going to figure out. I think if. I think if this game was played in January, UK wins easily. We yeah. also are missing three seven-footers, so if we can get one of those guys back, that's going to make a huge difference. I'm excited about this year. You know, I've, I was skeptical over the summer because every year, you know, it gets exhausting. Oh, we're, we're loaded this year. We're going to have a hell of a team. We're, we've got all the talent in the world, and then you lose to St. Peter's or whatever yeah, the fuck bullshit. it was. So, um, yeah, I kind of have, I guess, recruiting fatigue or whatever you call it. But I like what I like what I saw the other night. So I'm optimistic about this year. They definitely look good. Like I, I texted you. I think it's the inexperience in closing out collegiate basketball games that got to them, and the fact that um, what's his nuts shot y'all out the game. Like you said, Reeves. He just kept yeah, Reeves. He just shot y'all out of it, which. At best, I think he's a six man. I think he should come in and be, if anything, an offensive spark. He's definitely not a starter eating up shots. If anything, come well, off there's the no. Bench. We just should not run our offense through him. And it seemed like, yeah, it seemed like we were trying to get every open shot. We were trying to give it to Reeves. Yeah, so we'll, we'll figure. It's, it's just a it's just a learning curve. We're gonna Calipari has to figure out the rotation, figure out mm-hmm. what players, uh, you know, play well together, where the chemistry's at. So, we'll see. It was a fun game, though. Definitely it was. electric it game. Was. It was definitely a fun game. Aside from that, I don't really have too much. I'll probably drop that little 40-minute solo Loki rant. I did talk a little bit about Connor Stallions and the Michigan scenario, but I also want to go more in-depth on that with you at some point. We need to gather some facts and information on what the hell is going on kind of get our shit together we need to talk some college football soon because the college football playoff is coming up rivalry week is next week so we have to get an episode in on that oh we got a lot of shit to do bro well let's get to it busy times all right ladies and gentlemen if you enjoyed this episode and you like our picks trust our picks would you have good numbers put them in show it to us and i'll give you a high five and a pat on the back Aside from that, follow us on 
Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, wherever you can find us. It's Cozy and Murph. We do appreciate you, your time. Go ahead, follow the Patreon. That's where we'll drop some extra content and all things behind the scenes. With that said, I bid you adieu. Peace. Peace.